All right, welcome to Cloud and Clear. I'm Adam Massey, your host today, and uh, I'm excited to welcome Matt Holzapfel to the to the podcast. Uh, we are going to be having a really cool and expansive conversation about Tamer, his company, you know, his career arc and his career journey, and how together we're both working uh, to really delight customers through a partnership with Google and with Sada. Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited to to be here. Yeah, um, I want to get into Tamer and talk about or Tamer Cloud specifically, and really talk about you know what you're doing in the market, some of the big problems you're you're focused on solving with your customers. But just before we do that, since you're our guest today, I love to kind of get into a little bit more about you personally and your career journey, um, and then maybe hit a couple fun lightning round questions, uh, you know, about things you're focused on at the moment. But maybe we can start there. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're based. Uh, and I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and your career journey so far. Yeah, thanks. So I'm uh, based in the the Boston area, which is where uh, Tamer is is headquartered. And I've I've been at Tamer for um, close to to seven years now. I joined when the company was um, just a couple of of years old, and um, joined in a product marketing role. And and really, I was just like. Whatever job I could get at the company, I was I was going to take. I was coming out of a, an MBA at um, uh, at HBS and kind of hungry to get into um, uh, into a startup and in particular um, one around um, enterprise software with a specific focus on on data. Because in a, a previous uh, uh, role, I was at uh, Dell, which is where I started my my career, um, and there. Um, a big part of my role was was helping um, build out our, our data and analytics function within our um, procurement group. And um, within that, I uh, just spent a lot of time writing custom macros, custom scripts in order to do data cleaning. So we could run some, some pretty basic analytics of just like, what are we buying and, and who are we buying it from? Um, and I saw Tamer was um, uh, solving kind of this specific problem um, and, and so joined um, because I wanted to be part of the cause. I wanted to, to find a way to help um, uh, those, the, the analysts who were spending uh, days and nights cleaning up data for uh, chief procurement officers and other people in the, the business, wanted to, to find a way to help them automate that. Um, so, so joined in a product marketing role and then um, uh, kind of wore bunch of different hats, just uh, doing kind of whatever it uh, uh, was was needed in order to make the, the company successful. So sales engineering, some product management work, um, and uh, even some sending out cold emails and and, uh, and cold calling some some prospects um, until kind of getting to, uh, to to my current role now of um, uh, head of corporate strategy, where I, I lead uh, strategic initiatives such as um, uh, our, our Tamer Cloud business, which um, we started investing in a couple of years ago and has really become uh, the, uh, a key focus area for us as we look to drive the next level of growth. Oh, that's awesome. I love uh, the startup journeys because you end up wearing so many hats. I've done a few startups myself and I love it. Like I've been in roles similarly where you're like cold calling one day, building a demo environment the next day and like pitching to, you know, for funding uh, a couple of days later. So uh, that's exciting. And it's also exciting to see your growth with the company. You know, a couple quick lightning round questions. So uh, what what book are you currently reading? Let's start there. Yeah, so right now I'm reading Sapiens, and just being in a high growth company, it can feel like a constant sprint. So I try to read a history book every few months in order to like take a step back and get a little bit more of the the macro perspective. And I think that this book has uh, 
an extreme macro perspective, uh, tracing uh, basically the, uh, the history of, of humankind. And so when I go to, to the next book, which will probably be a, a biography or uh, something along those lines, I had just finished reading uh, Bill Walsh's uh, book, um, uh, the, the score speaks for itself or let the score take, take care of itself. Um, and so I needed something that was a little bit less, uh, uh about, uh, kind of narrowly, uh, defeating your opponent. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, digging into, into that now. I've heard Sapiens is amazing. It's on my list as well. I can't remember the name of the author, but I hear, like, I listened to him in an interview at one point and he does a two month, uh, silence, you know, meditation every year where he doesn't speak for two months at a time, which was pretty crazy. Um, so that's a great book. I got to get into that one myself. Uh, what about like, what's the best career advice that you've ever received? Yeah. When I, uh, I did an internship, uh, when I was at, uh, when I was an undergrad, I, I did, it was actually a co-op. So I spent a whole, um, semester at a Huggies factory in, in Paris, Texas, and my manager there um, gave me the advice to uh, identify one skill that every colleague has that you admire or that they're particularly strong in and try to learn from that. Um, and I, I found that to be just super useful because I think you can read books about um, uh, people um, who are very successful or very productive in, in one uh, specific area. But if you don't see them operate day, day to day, it can be hard to internalize some of those lessons. And so um, I, I really like that advice because I, I feel like the way you get better and the way you um, kind of help your, your company grow is just by improving in, in all these small ways that a lot of your colleagues have, have probably already improved or are already great at. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good advice, actually. Um, and then what about like, who are you in, like, what leadership examples are you inspired by? Or are there any particular leaders you look up to? So I, I'm a, a big, uh, a big sports fan, um, grew up in, uh, in South Texas. And so, um, San, San Antonio Spurs were my, uh, basketball team still, still are. Um, and so I've always been, um, inspired by folks like, uh, Greg Popovich, who, um, I, I think that the way that he, uh, has a very clear kind of true North, um, and a focus on, uh, kind of the, the, the longer term good of the team. Um, it's something that, um, uh, I find really inspiring and I know that it's kind of become very popular with, uh, folks like Jeff Bezos as well, really emphasizing the idea of long-term thinking. Um, and, and so, um, that that's always resonated, um, uh, quite a bit, of, uh, with me and just seeing how, how someone executes on that type of leadership in an environment like sports where every, uh, every game matters, every game counts. And so you need to, to bring intensity every single day, but at the same time, still be able to take a step back and think, well, you know, we might lose today, but that's okay. As long as we do a, B and C correctly. Yeah, that's awesome. And then the last, uh, kind of lightning round question, are you binge watching anything right now? What, what's, what, what are you watching at the moment? Yeah, binge watching is uh, is tough in in my house because uh, we have a, a four year old and uh, a kid who's almost two years old, and so um, uh, the, the TV is uh, uh, when it's used, it's being occupied by shows like Storybots on uh, on on Netflix. Uh, uh, but uh, beyond that, I I, I, uh, I think the, the most recent show we we binge watched was uh, was Barry, which uh, oh, was uh, love it. Uh, really really good i am such a bill Hader fan and i love that's like one of my favorite shows and i'm dying for the next season to come out so 
Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I definitely feel you on the family thing. My kids are just a little bit older than that, but now they've gotten into YouTube and they use my account. And so whenever I like want to go back and find something I was interested in in my history, my history is completely clogged with like Minecraft videos and uh, things of that nature. So that's probably on the horizon at some point for you as well. Um, well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I always love to like hear about, you know, what are some of the things that inspire leaders and, you know, how you got into your role. It's really fascinating. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's like let's talk about Tamer and the problem you're solving. You, you shared a little bit at the beginning about the company. I'd love to get more into Tamer Cloud specifically. And just kind of like for anybody who's not familiar with, with Tamer and Tamer Cloud, you know, what is it that you guys do? And like maybe walk us through what an ideal customer sort of journey looks like with you. Yeah, so the, the company um, was started... Um, about 10 years ago out of a research project at, at MIT where the, the fundamental um, thesis was that in order for data integration processes to actually work with where businesses and end users were, were going in terms of the analytic and data science workloads that they had, um, that they needed to, to introduce um, machine learning in, in the data integration pipeline from integrating disparate sources to identifying um, where do you have two records that reference the same entity but don't have a clean join key. Um, and so the, the company has really been um, a pioneer at using uh, machine learning in order to automate that end-to-end -end, um, uh, pipeline for getting clean, accurate data about customers, about suppliers, about products, parts, whatever it may, may be. Um, and so for for us, the ideal customer in, in many cases um, is companies that have broken down the physical data silos that, uh, that exist in their company, but they haven't broken down the, the logical data silos. And so a perfect example of this is I have a couple of instances of Salesforce. I'm getting data um, from Dun & Bradstreet, from Thomson Reuters and, and other third-party vendors. I have um, uh, data coming from, from SAP, and maybe I've migrated most of that, that data into a cloud warehouse, such as uh, BigQuery. Um, but I need a way of, of actually saying, how many customers do I have? And what are, where is there a unique identifier that actually links together all of these um, uh, different uh, records referencing the, the same customer? Um, and so ideally, or our ideal customer, um, they've they already are starting to see some of the, the challenges of, well, now I have all of my data in one place. And so I could run a bunch of great analytics that, that cut across these data sources, but I'm still struggling with how do I actually tie all of that, that together and create a coherent view of my customers or of, of my, my suppliers. Um, we're, we're typically working with people within the, the, the data engineering or, or data management um, organization who um, they've set up the pipelines for consuming more of this data downstream, but they're starting to hear from business users and in, in marketing, for example, of, you know, hey, we're sending conflicting messages to the exact same customer um, or people in um, uh, procurement and, and supply chain um, uh, saying that we're you know, auditing um, two factories um, from, from the same supplier when we really only need to audit one, for, for example, because they don't realize that they're, they're related and, uh, and, and integrated. Um, so companies that, that really need that view because they're starting to 
push on that analytic journey and they've broken down those data silos, th those are ones who um, uh, we find can, can be made very successful in using our technology. Yeah, that's fascinating. I actually, prior to SADA, I've co-founded a data science services company. And one of the big use cases we would always do is kind of around CRM and trying to do things like churn prediction and optimization. And the customer would have this amazing vision for the outcome. But the first thing we would find is that the data was completely terrible. And, you know, half the project was just trying to manually cleanse that data. And it was really difficult and time consuming. And so you kind of got a lot of like disillusionment within the customers because they were like, we, our data is so bad. That's a whole nother project that we have to tackle before we can get into optimizing some business outcomes we're trying to achieve. And so applying ML to that process is really cool and very fascinating. Are you guys, like you mentioned the Salesforce or the CRM use case, I would imagine that's a, um, a really popular use case because you get so much duplicate and bad data by just lots of people interacting with customer records. But you see similar use cases like in supply chain and manufacturing as well. I would assume it's pr pretty, pretty broad in terms of the application of your technology. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's spot on. And one of the things that has been a big area of investment um, for us is not only introducing um, uh, machine learning as, as part of that, just matching the internal data sources together, but also introducing external data into the process in order to, to one, help automate more of it, and two, for use cases like supply chain or uh, supplier management, where without external data, you're, you're kind of toast. Um, we want to make it, and we are making it um, as easy as possible for you to get all of that data that you need about your suppliers, for, for example, in the destinations you need it. Um, and so kind of specifically, we have um, deep relationships with um, providers like, like Dun & Bradstreet. We're able to just integrate that data as part of that um, mastering pipeline. And so as, a, uh, as an end user, you don't need to manage a bunch of third-party services, manage a bunch of bespoke pipelines in order to ultimately just get a 360 view of your supplier. You could do all of that within uh, Tamer Cloud. And uh, the benefit for the customer is all of the data sitting in BigQuery or, or wherever they're, they're consuming it is clean, up-to-date, and, and continuously refreshed. Um, and, and so we've um, uh, kind of done a painful amount of work in making the, the technology very horizontal and uh, generalizable so we could do this across different domains and, and not just looking at how do I clean up Salesforce data, but um, uh, pretty much any uh, uh, data that is related to key entities such as suppliers, customers, products, parts, our, our technology is able to, to handle and, and help our customers get much, much richer insights from. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, you mentioned BigQuery, so I'd love to maybe shift gears for a second, talk about uh, Google Cloud. So Tamer Cloud runs on Google. Can you tell us a little bit about like what that journey was like in terms of choosing the platform and the cloud provider and you know, also maybe anything like you mentioned BigQuery integrations into the you know Google Cloud data stack. Yeah, so uh, Google has always been a, an awesome partner of ours in, in a lot of different ways. Um, when the company was, was founded, um, uh, one of our uh, lead investors was, was Google Ventures, and Google Ventures has um, uh, had a seat on our, on our board um, throughout the life of, of the company, and we've, we've maintained a, a really good relationship um, with uh, Google as a result. Um, uh, we do all of our development on uh, Google Cloud Platform um, first and, and foremost um, uh, before kind of looking to extend or, or consider any other um, uh, cloud platform. And, and that's largely because um, our engineers are just constantly saying, like, 
they love the, the GCP stack and it makes them most most productive. And for a company that is trying to push the envelope on on innovation, um, having our engineers be incredibly productive and, and for things like the infrastructure to, to not get in the way of, of them iterating on, on new ideas and um, rolling out new features is incredibly important. And so that, that's why we've um, uh, really leaned into this uh, relationship with, with Google. And also we've just seen in the market um, as uh, Google Cloud Platform has, has grown, there are a lot of great uh, joint uh, customers who have this, this exact problem that, that, that we've been, been talking about. Um, and so with that, um, we've been getting closer and closer to, to BigQuery and um, uh, building uh, Google, or, sorry, excuse me, built uh, Tamer Cloud on top of, of BigQuery, along with a handful of other um, uh, Google Cloud native native services. And uh, the reason we, we made that choice kind of beyond the ones that, uh, that I described is just um, scalability matters a lot with, with this problem. And um, our vision and our intention is that Customers don't need to and won't need to, to revisit what their data mastering solution is in five, 10 years when, when they've grown by 100x, or at least their data volume has, has grown by 100x. Um, and so we really wanted to partner in a set of technologies that could, could promise that. Um, and, and we feel like we, we have that with, uh, with Google Cloud. Yeah, I mean, customers are making bets now that need to be future-proof, right? Because as they build this data architecture and data foundation, you know, the house goes on top of the foundation. So it needs to be highly scalable and, and a future-proof solution. And I think together we have that. Well, you know, so that, that was super helpful around Google Cloud. What about like, so where did Sada get involved with Tamer? And what was that background like? And maybe share a little bit about that. Yeah. We started working with uh, with Sada out, out of the, the the recommendation of of Google um, because um, as we were uh, becoming a, a bigger and bigger customer, um, Google said you should really work with with Sada in order to help navigate um, all of the aspects of the platform as well as um, many of the aspects of the the, the partnership. And so it started out. Um, uh, the relationship started out rather um, uh, kind of small, just focused on our own usage of, of Google Cloud Platform, but has really um, uh, taken off over these past couple of years as, as Sada has rolled out more services to help us grow grow our business and, and think very strategically about how we operate in the Google Cloud environment. And so we, we view Sada um, as an extremely important partner for um, uh, helping us really make the right decisions to your point on on future proofing um the the decisions that we're, we're making now are, are going to um uh really stick stick with us for for years to come and we understand that and so having a partner like like sada who can make sure we're we're doing uh doing the right things and also navigating the the google ecosystem whether that's google customers or, or google internally um has been um uh, really um uh, important and, and valuable uh to us and so we're looking uh, looking forward to just as Sada continues to grow and roll out new services, all the ways that we, we can benefit. Yeah, no, I, we, we appreciate you guys. I mean, you're a great customer, but I think what, you know, in my part of the world around the partnership side, having you as a member of our SaaS Alliance program, where we're really driving go to market together is one of the things I'm most excited about, because from our perspective, as we help our customers you know, migrate to Google Cloud or do cloud transformation or build applications and outcomes. So much of it now is is data centric. And so we recognize that like to solve our customers problems and to give them the outcomes they're looking for, 
you know, we want the, the complementary ecosystem around GCP. And you guys are just a phenomenal example of that because we are able to delight customers because they're trying to build huge outcomes on the cloud. And this is one area, the area that you guys solve that is historically, you know, very time consuming, very difficult and very expensive. And you guys are just like an easy button for helping them to make their data clean and useful and integrated. So uh, very excited about that go to market. Any reflections on that? How has the SaaS Alliance program been for you so far? Uh, it's going going well. Excited for it to uh, for us to kind of ramp our, our usage of it um, uh, even further. I think one of the things that we have um, a lot of appreciation for is what customers are are going through as they're making these cloud journeys because the number of services that are offered directly by Google are you know hundred plus. Um, the number of SaaS applications that a, a customer could review are thousands. Um, and so having a, a partner like, um, like SADA through the, the, the SaaS Alliance program um, be able to um, kind of match customers with the right product at the right time um, is something that we're already seeing um, work very well. Um, we just had a, a call with a, a SADA rep um, last week where um, they picked up on a couple of things that the customer had had mentioned about dirty customer data. And they said, oh, Tamer's exactly what you said, the easy button for cleaning up your your, your customer data. And I think um, uh, that's super beneficial to, to us, um, obviously, but um, I think even more so super beneficial to, to customers that they don't need to be experts on the 85 categories of um, data management that uh, that exists now um, or that vendors want you uh, to believe exists now. Um, they can just be experts on what they're trying to accomplish with their data and, and rely on um, uh, partners to help them find the, the right solutions. Yeah, I mean, if we do our job right, we, we want to have the most inquisitive, curious sales force that can like ask questions to surface, you know, pain points and then quickly identify you know, Tamer as a potential solution for that pain point and get you guys engaged. So that's an ongoing process, but uh, it's one I think we're making really uh, huge strides in. You know, one, one of the things I'd love your perspective on are just some of the trends in the industry. So one of the things I've noticed is like an explosion in data centric technologies over the last couple of years. You've got, you know, lots of different approaches to ETL. You've got data integration players. You've got customer data platforms, CDPs out there, just, you know, cloud data warehouse technologies, it's just a lot. Um, and one of the things I found really refreshing about your value proposition is just how simple it can be, right? Like, you know what you do really well, it's, you know, make data easy to clean, highly useful, integrated. Um, what, what are you seeing as some of the trends in the space in terms of that, you know, just the, the, the number of solutions out there and how customers are solving problems? Yeah, I think the, uh, to, to your point on the kind of explosion of, of uh, solutions. I think it's it's getting uh, more and more more brutal out there in many ways for um, customers to to, to navigate um, all of this. But I think one of the trends that we are seeing, one of the things that I think gives me a lot of um, kind of op optimism that um, we will be able to to get to a good place in terms of what our ecosystem looks like, is that um, customers recognize the value of migrating their data into these these common destinations, whether it's a lake or a warehouse um, uh, like BigQuery, um, they they understand and recognize that if I get a lot of my my data there, then it can simplify my my footprint and, and simplify my my architecture more more generally. Um, and so one of the things that I think 
um, we saw a lot of um, over the past kind of handful of years is customers were doing a lot of work with metadata management, just understanding what what data do I have so that I could perform some of that that migration as the the, the migration um, has um, advanced and more customers kind of know what's what's in the warehouse. Now the the the, the trends that that we're seeing is more customers are investing in how can I make sure that the data coming out of um, these warehouses or these lakes is clean, trusted, and, and reliable. And so whether that's people investing in things like data observability, where they could actually um, run tests and uh, continue to, to manage or monitor that data, um, or um, uh, people buying third-party data from data marketplaces and bringing that into the warehouse because they understand um, what those gaps are that that exist. Um, I think what, what we're seeing is, is a trend towards People accepting and recognizing that the data that's been recognized is that that's been uh, migrated is a core data asset and is their their enterprise uh, data and needs to be treated with a kind of higher level of um, uh, integrity and uh, a concern as to you know, is this actually worth worth being consumed? And so I think a lot of the applications that are being built around the warehouse and a lot of the investments, even if it's something as uh, kind of uh, you know simple as um, people just transforming their data using DBT and building um, models around it, I think all of that's a reflection of this this idea that um, we want the the data in this warehouse or lake to be trusted and and reliable downstream. And so let's start building our our stack around that. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I think we're seeing that too, and that's why like I think when I think about what's next for our partnership, that's where I really want to lean in is like Sada's ability to bring you know the best solution stack for customers trying to solve problems with data. Because you're right, like data is increasingly like a, a point of currency almost in terms of value for a company, and they need to treat it well and invest in it and make sure it's useful. So uh, I'm excited to do that. What, what do you guys see as next for Tamer Cloud on the near horizon? What are your priorities for the second half of this year? Yeah, for the, for the second half, um, we're investing um, uh, heavily in this uh, data enrichment uh, component of, of the platform and just making it even easier to integrate and, and onboard um, external data into the mastering process. And so we talked about the, the, the work that we're doing with, with Dun & Bradstreet, and that's, that's really reflective of our, our goal of being able to, to put um, data mastering on, on autopilot. Um, and so uh, we want customers to be able to, to hit the easy button to, to, to not only be able to clean up their data today, but just say, okay, I want my data to, to continuously get better. And, and if that means filling in missing values from third-party data or correcting things like a customer supplier's address that is maybe wrong in my, my internal data, um, we want to make all of that as, as seamless and, and easy as possible because we, we understand that the amount uh, that a data team needs to manage today is is greater than than ever the, the the tool stack has grown the amount of data has has grown and so there's a lot of complexity that um, uh, lives in and around um, data management today and we want to be a kind of source of, of relief and and make it so that our, our customers can just trust that the the way that 
they're going to get the best and cleanest um, data possible about the entities they care about, such as customers, um, is by taking advantage of um, all of the uh, the data that we're bringing to the uh, to the table, as well as the the process that that we've um, enabled through the the core foundational technology we have. Yeah, thanks for that. Well, we couldn't be more excited about the journey we're on together. Uh, huge thank you for being an amazing customer and partner. Um, also, coming up in September, September 14th and 15th, we'll be at SADA Impact, and I know some of the Tamer team will be there, so we would love to have you guys come out and nerd out with us and learn more about Tamer, about SADA's data solutions and how we can work together. Matt, thank you so much for your time and for being on the show, and uh, we will see you in the field. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for the partnership. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Cloud & Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics, and don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. <laughs>